welcome to episode 15 of That's All I Know, the podcast for the perpetually curious. I'm Danielle and I have guest number five, Madat Ding. Hello. How <laughs> are you? All right. Would you like to tell us something about yourself? Um, no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you know how this goes. I've got a clue for you. I've got a lot of information for you. Mm-hmm. And then some facts from you. Right. And I've been told a couple of times that last time two of the facts were true. <laughs> okay. So hopefully only one of yours is. <laughs> yeah, I've got to think of one first. Okay. <laughs> right, so your clue is the movies made me do it. The movies made me do it. Hmm. I'm thinking, is, is this something where someone's been been convicted of a crime and they've blamed it on influence from movies? Yeah. Oh, okay. Specifically, I'm telling you about the Matrix defence. You're kidding, okay. <laughs> oh, what, some sort of hacker who <laughs> blames the Matrix movies? Not a hacker. Okay. But it is a legal defence based on the idea that we're living in a simulation, as in the Matrix. This is a legal defence that stands up? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So it's kind of a more popular follow-up to the taxi driver defence, used by John Hinckley. Yeah. Who became obsessed with Jodie Foster after seeing her in Taxi Driver, decided the way to get her attention was to emulate Robert De Niro's character and try to assassinate the president. Wow. Okay. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity on the basis that the boundaries between fiction and reality were blurred for him. Mm -hmm. Although the prosecution determined him to be sane. Okay. And... Clearly not, but yeah. The prosecution said he was, the defence said he wasn't. He was found not guilty. By reason of insanity. Okay. And fun fact, he is now releasing music on YouTube. (laughs) And Spotify. (laughs) He was released with conditions in 2016, and in September this year, he was granted unconditional release as of June 2022. Just, no. Okay, yeah. And on his YouTube channel, he's got covers of um, Devoted to You, you know, the Everly Brothers. Yeah. And Can't Help Falling in Love with You. And they just feel like weird covers to release. <laughs> Clearly an obsessive personality. <laughs> yeah, like given what everyone knows you for, I don't know that they should be the softy pick. <laughs> no. But yeah, that's what he's up to. And his defence is known as the taxi driver defence. But as far as I know, he's the only one that's used it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure someone else will get away with it. (laughs) They wouldn't dare. Oh dear. Okay. And the Matrix defence is similar in terms of like the blurring of fiction and reality. But it kind of has deeper roots. It would have to for it to fly. Because certainly 
certainly at the time, it's so far into the realms of science fiction, how would it have any chance of standing up in reality? I I mean, I, I don't know that it should stand up, but it has. <laughs> <laughs> okay, elaborate. <laughs> but it's really based in simulism, which is the theory that the world as we perceive it isn't how it really is. Mm-hmm. And pretty much every civilization in history has had some version of it, mm. whether it's uh, that we're all figments of someone's imagination or that the world we're living in is like a painting or a drawing or something like that, mm-hmm. or that we all exist in a dream or some version of that. Yeah. And obviously only a recent version of that is that we're all living in a computer simulation. Mm-hmm. And... You know, the Matrix popularised that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, when you have some people who believe that we live in a simulation, some of those people are also going to commit crimes. Mm-hmm. Specifically, <laughs> some of those people might kill other people. Because they believe it's not real anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this has happened a couple of times where people claim that they believe they were killing the victim in the simulation and not in the real world. But my problem is So they do differentiate? Yes, so they they believe they're a simulation and they believe that in that simulation they're killing the victim. Mm -hmm. But that victim will still be alive in the real world. Okay. But my problem with that... Mm -hmm is in the Matrix, if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life, right? Yeah. yeah. So that doesn't make sense. Well, exactly. If, you, if your defense is that you believe the simulation, but you believe it works in the same way, yeah. then yeah, if, if, if you're killing them within the simulation, then yeah, you, you'd be at least doing harm to them in reality. Yeah, so I think their own logic doesn't Stand, stand up. up because the ones that I know about at least they're not just claiming that they believe they're in a simulation they specifically believe they're in the matrix well then you would have to follow the same rules laid yeah. out in the matrix yeah well then it doesn't stand up <laughs> yeah to me they're not they're not consistent but yeah, genuinely believe they're in the Matrix or in a simulation and that they, they weren't actually harming their victims. You believe they stand up. If they genuinely believe they're in yeah. the Matrix, then they would be harming the victims. But I wonder as well if... Like, if you even if you think that you're only killing the fictional version of that person... Mm-hmm then surely they believe that everything that happens after that is also within the simulation and that there will be consequences within the simulation. Yeah, as as laid down by the system and the way it works, there will be some, yeah, some consequence, some, some, you know, cause and effect. Yeah. So if you believe that when you're killing someone, you're doing it within a simulation, mm-hmm. and 
the real world is happening elsewhere, mm-hmm. then would you not also believe that if you go to prison or whatever, you're only going to prison in the simulation? Well, this is what I was, and not in the real world. This is where I was going next, because I do believe it's doing no harm because it's within the simulation. Yeah. This is what I was asking if they differentiate. So, so do they then, in their mind, in their reality, exit the simulation and everything that's happening, they can just put that aside that it never really happened mm. and go about their lives in their perceived reality? Yeah. Or do they think their whole existence is within the confines of their simulation? Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure. I wonder I wonder how that really worked in there. Because what if they think they they have an alternate reality and they can leave the confines of their inverted commas matrix simulation at what point do they differentiate what happened within the simulation, what they're doing in reality they think there are no consequences and they can forget all about that. And everything that's happening while they perceive it to be a simulation is not happening in their reality. Mm. Where do they where where does <laughs> where do they draw that line? How blurred is that boundary? Apparently very, and that's why this defence works. Hmm. Mm. So let's get into yeah, the more, the more, yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking the more you blur that line, then the harder it is to make that definition. So how does that work as a defence? Where do you say, no, I didn't believe that was real? Mm. I don't know. It all I just mean, sounds like a ploy it... to plead insanity. <laughs> yeah, I think that... Quite R- rather than genuinely believing it, it all sounds more like a same person trying to create a ploy to plead insanity. Mm. to get a lesser, lesser, chill, lesser sentence. Yeah, I mean, I think that comes up as like, an argument against insanity defences. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's a prosecution argument, <laughs> yeah. We'll get into some cases. Okay. Uh, so the big one that's often like, referenced in relation to the Matrix defence mm-hmm. is Lee Malvo. Do you know about him? No. So he was one of two people responsible for a series of sniper shootings in and around Washington, D.C. Mm. in 2002. Right. And after he was arrested, he's reported to have told the FBI to watch The Matrix to understand him (laughs) and shouted, free yourself from The Matrix from his cell. (laughs) Okay. But the problem with him being linked to this is that he didn't use it as a defence. Okay. He so he made all these references to the Matrix and apparently was like quoting the film from his cell and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But he pled guilty to some of his crimes. Mm-hmm. He entered an alpha plea for others, meaning that he maintains that he's not guilty, but accepts that the prosecution would have enough evidence to convince a jury. Mm-hmm. Um, and he pled guilty by reason of insanity for others on the basis that he was under the control of his accomplice. Okay. But he never used the Matrix as a defence. <laughs> but because he made so many references because he re- to it... Because he referenced the Matrix, they're using it. People they cited it as an example. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I think there's quite a lot of shady stuff with that case. Mm. Like his accomplice was 41, I think, and he was 17 when these shootings happened. Okay. So he's claiming he was manipulated into yeah. carrying out these crimes. So he did have an insanity defence, but not this one. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds more more plausible. Mm. Uh, the second one I have for you is Joshua Cook. He murdered his parents in 2003. Mm-hmm. And his lawyers con- considered a Matrix defence. And before his trial, there were reports all over the place that they were planning to plead guilty um, on the basis that he was influenced by films mm-hmm. and video games and stuff like that. Um, but they also didn't end up using it. Right, okay. And whether that was because his one was like a ploy to, you know, in some way justify his actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe the reception to that wasn't great. Like because people knew that was the plan before the trial, if then people responded like, well, that's not going to work, they go, oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we better rethink that. <laughs> it's really, let's change their strategy. I feel like it is a commonly used... There probably are genuine cases, but I think it's quite a commonly used defence, especially for crimes committed by young people or, or people with maybe some sort of diminished, do you know what I mean, mm. faculties or whatever. But they, they, yeah, I think maybe a little overused. Yeah. But they and used... they obviously realised that before they tried to push forward with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they considered it and then ended up pleading guilty Mm -hmm. in 2000 a Swiss exchange student confessed to murdering skinning and dismembering his landlady Anna Wong in San Francisco he told police he was scared of being sucked into the matrix and I don't really know what that means no (laughs) no not at all (laughs) <laughs> not going to see how how that crime would would help prevent that. <laughs> no, I mean he also had a history of paranoia and used crystal meth. So who's to say what caused it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm, I wonder. Like maybe the films like triggered his paranoia, and you know that whole combination ended badly. <laughs> But it wasn't the film alone that made him do it. No, I can definitely see other sources for, for paranoia and psychosis, yeah. Mm. Um, his insanity plea was accepted by the judge and he was determined to be unfit to stand trial. Wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, The Matrix Defense is essentially a version of an insanity defense which stands up. I mean, I don't know if you can say that it's successful because you still end up locked up for ages yeah. or forever. Well, I, I guess it depends which, um, you know, which, which system you're under, but for the most part, you're worse. You, you, I mean, you may not then get a death sentence. Mm. Obviously, it depends if, you, if you're in a state that has a death sentence, but in many cases, you're worse off. 
Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if your insanity defense works and you end up in some, you know, some, some secure mental facility, hmm. probably for life. Yeah. Yeah, it's not always the best way to go. No, so, I mean, I guess it works in that you're technically not guilty of murder, but the actual outcome of it doesn't seem any better to me. But it almost seems like I want to try and get off off of this on the grounds of insanity, but I'm not going to be I'm not going to be able to put up a believable insanity defence. Mm. Other than if you think I actually believe the Matrix has something to do with it, yeah. <laughs> then that in itself is so insane. Mm. <laughs> I'll get it that way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And if you call that a successful outcome, he's not the only one that successfully used it as a defence. In 2002, Tondalyn Ansley shot her landlady three times in the head and planned to kill three other people, including her husband. She said that they'd been controlling her mind and that they'd been making her have dreams that weren't really dreams, like in The Matrix. Who's they? These four people that she killed or planned to kill. She believed they were all part of a conspiracy to both of conspiracy. Okay, and so, <laughs> again, it to my mind, it doesn't really work as a defence, though. Even if, even if you believe that she believed it, if she believed that they were trying to do that, I mean, it depends how effective like other methods of dealing that dealing with that would be. Mm. But surely there's, there's other options. Well, there are options for shooting them. people in the head. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But she was also found. Some of them either clearly have issues or just just in the worst possible bandwagon to jump on. Mm. <laughs> she was also not guilty by reason of insanity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if if people really believe that they're in a simulation mm-hmm. and that what they were doing wasn't real then fair enough I suppose like I think it's uh, fair to yeah. use an insanity well, I think, yeah, yeah, not fair enough to kill him <laughs> I mean that's a fair enough defence like if, if they really didn't well, if they genuinely know, did then clearly they're insane yeah There's, <laughs> yeah um, but even then this was something about the one earlier if they believe if they believe they're in a simulation, but if they're stuck with it and still bound by the rules of that system, mm-hmm. then yeah, there is you were still going to have consequences to those actions. Yeah, she was saying about the other one. If they believe they can then leave the simulation and everything that happened in there stays there and doesn't affect them, mm-hmm. um, then then. To that degree, yeah, so you can understand where I think, well, it's not real, it's within the simulation, I can do whatever. Yeah. But if you believe you're living with that simulation and you're bound within that system, then it still makes, then the same as within reality, 
anything you do is still going to have an effect. Yeah. Why would you then go to such drastic actions if you if you then can't leave the simulation? Unless there is like I don't know some way that they think they are entering and leaving the simulation, and so they think that they were in a different reality mm. when they committed the crime, but post-arrest is real life. But as I'm saying, some of these cases, it sounds like it's almost like they're not snapped out of, their, out of that simulation until they're arrested. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh no, yeah, that was all, that was a different reality. Mm. This is my defence. Which makes it sound even more like it's just a ploy. Yeah. I mean, I obviously was not really aware of the, I don't know, like significance, I guess, of The Matrix when it was released. Hmm. Well, you were very young. Exactly. I was <laughs> two. <laughs> but, I'm not sure you're aware of its existence, let alone its significance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but was it a big enough deal that it seems in any way plausible? that people would really buy into it and genuinely believe it. Because there's there's it, a it, whole general argument about films and video games mm. affecting people and making people violent and all that kind of stuff. But there are very few of them, like very few specific films or specific video games mm. or specific songs that are used as reasons or justifications for things. Mm. I, I mean, I don't remember it being a big thing. The, the movie was a big deal mm. um, at the time. I don't recall cases like this um, being a big thing. The significance, I think, was more just people understanding the concept mm. rather than, than using it as an excuse in this way. Yeah, No, I don't remember that being such a... You know, I don't remember many reports, much hype from that aspect of it, it was mm. more just the case of the the concept of um, alternative realities being a simulation um, and most of the hype was just over, over people understanding that concept or not mm. <laughs> yeah um, and again it, that, I mean it, you forget how old it is, but but then again, the emergence of AI and and how detailed simulations can be, so it was still quite very much science fiction, where it's become more of a, a reality now. But the hype was more just about the fact that if simulations could possibly be that real, yeah, and and you know, and the whole virtual reality thing. Um, so it's not so much as, yeah, I'll use that as a defence because it was beyond the realms of reality then. It was just about a possible future. Mm. So to then be using this defence at that time, that's why I think it was the latest thing. I don't think it was so much of a thing at the time. Mm. So yeah, even without like the criminal aspect of it, mm. it's not like you remember loads of people going like, oh, we're in a simulation, like really <laughs> believing. Some did, but you didn't, yeah, you didn't think it was genuine because it was more like a what if you know, it's more of a what if, not a, can you imagine? It? Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, this is the thing now. 
I'm sure there were some people that did believe it, but for the most part, you didn't buy into it because it was like, well, yeah, it wouldn't be possible. The technology wasn't there for it to be conceivable mm. as a reality. Mm. No one I, I spoke to anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's... I don't know. Like, the the one who whose lawyers changed their minds about whether or not to use it as a defence... Mm. I don't think he believed he was in a simulation. Mm. Otherwise, they would have stuck with the defence, surely? You would you would think. The others, yeah, I do wonder how much they really believed, whether or not it was influenced by drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. If they really believed at the time, that it wasn't real. Do wonder. I wonder often what goes through. Yeah, the, well, the, the trouble with that, especially when they change pleas, is because we also know that they'll they'll start off with what they think is the best defence, and if it doesn't look it's working, they'll mm. just pick the next best one rather than sticking to it because they believe it's true. Yeah. And so, well, when you believe it's true or not, it's failing. Go for the next best one. Mm. Which might, you know, which may also in some cases harm. The defence, but they're just trying to. The lawyers, the defence, are just trying to do what's best for their client. Yeah. And the client, um, unless they are totally saying they're just going to do whatever they can to get the best outcome. Yeah, you just believe that what your lawyers are saying is the best mm-hmm. thing is actually the best thing. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a tricky one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, GTA is one that's been used a couple of times. Oh, it's been used it? so many times. Yeah. yeah. GTA, Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, practically every every major slasher movie. Yeah. Which I just, I never really buy it. Um, on the whole, no. But as I say, they're, they're, we know there there are people who have problems, you know, have mental problems who... who severe enough that they may well believe whatever they're watching mm. um, is real or who are greatly influenced by it but I, I don't buy it that the amount of times it's used as a defence that they're genuine cases yeah because I do yeah I do believe your 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 issues have to be really severe really deep rooted for you to be that influenced by you know a couple of hours exposure to whatever yeah I mean when I say I don't buy it I mean I don't think it's ever as simple as when people go well this game made them do this thing no like, because they, they may be traumatised it may well be the, the you know the straw that breaks the camel's back but it's clearly underlying issues yeah I, I like some people have other factors that make them I don't know take those things to heart more yeah. than most yeah but I don't think it's a game's fault or a film's fault. No. No, I don't think so. Like, how many people in the world do you think have watched The Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> how many people even... Like, a lot of people sort of half believe in the simulation thing. Mm-hmm. But how many of those people believe in it enough that they would be... Certain that there wouldn't be consequences. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. They, 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 these are well, clearly there'd be a lot more of these cases 
and I would have been aware of it if it was that widespread of things. So it's a very small percentage yeah. of those people. I mean, these are all in America, so I've got no idea if it'll stand up here. <laughs> I assume not, some, some or reason that would have found me. something, probably. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> we just leave it at that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I know about the Matrix defence. Not a long one, but I, found, <laughs> I just think it's quite a quirky little thing. In yeah. the process, I came across other defences, including the Shaggy defence. Well, it wasn't which me. Which is just, no matter what, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, again, as we said, it's not the only, The Matrix is not the only movie that's been blamed in this way, so I'm surprised that it has its own defence. Mm. I wonder if there'd just be a generic film made me do it, game made me do it whatever yeah we know that's been done before um so yeah no i wasn't aware of it but i'm also not surprised by it mm. but of all the other games movies etc where they've been they've been used as, as a difference this one does surprise me because it's so far beyond <laughs> Do you mm. know what I mean? yeah because um, i suppose when other um films and stuff are used as justifications it's mm-hmm. usually like they've desensitized people to violence and mm-hmm. that sort of argument rather than this specific point of this specific thing mm. well, that, well <laughs> people well, believe this strong well, because in, in in the matrix yes there is violence you know it, 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 there's a lot of action in there and also there is violence in there but it's all you know it specifically says this is not reality mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it's really over the top, and it specifically says this is a simulation. None of this is real. Yeah. Um, so it's not inciting violence in that sense. Mm. Um, I don't think because it's it, it's blatantly saying this is not real. For you to then believe that your reality is also a simulation, um, I suppose. Yeah, the, it does allude to that. It does tell you that. Mm. Or it tells you that everyone in that existence, which is why I say you, you must have issues anyway. Mm. If you if you then say, well, their reality is the same as my reality. Yeah. Um, but the same would then apply to any science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really don't see how that stood up at all. No, I mean, I... Like with John Hinckley, doesn't mean that everyone actually believes mm. that they were insane or unfit to stand trial. It just means really that the defence managed to convince a judge. Good defence. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I can say. It must have been good. Mm. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. But yeah, the it's, bit that doesn't stand up for me is that in the film, if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. So I don't know why that doesn't apply. Yeah, to when, people you're, when who are you're like, oh, I thought I was oh. only killing the fake version. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, again, if, you, if you're saying, well, what you saw was simulation and none of it's real, 
that would kind of work. But if you're specifically citing the Matrix, then mm. no, that's yeah. stand up for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it worked in as much as they're technically not guilty. Didn't work in as much as they're both still incarcerated. So. And as I said, probably for a longer term now. Mm. So it didn't really work. No. Yeah, that's why I was reluctant to call it a successful defence. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, consequences-wise, it's I, I don't think it's better. Like, for life after your trial, I don't think mm. it's better. It's just that if you are released, you're then not a convicted murderer. Although, good luck explaining the gap on your CV. Um, yeah that could be interesting (laughs) (laughs) I mean it'd be interesting anyway under any other circumstances but then to (laughs) to then elaborate onto your you know into your defence (laughs) (laughs) no hmm well, there we go. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's a great movie. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this. I've only seen the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have to educate you. And I sort of expected you to ask if I've seen Taxi Driver. But you I mean, should I, know I, the answer to that. <laughs> I imagine you haven't. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you don't surprise me at all. <laughs> I know what happens. <laughs> there we go. Good times. <laughs> have you got facts? Have we got facts? Um... So one of Kel's last time hmm. was that Bob Marley has eleven kids. No, twelve kids. And I thought that one was not true. And she told me that it was not true. And we both thought he had 11 kids. He does not. I've been told a couple of times now and had screenshots said it said to me that he has 12 kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so that's why you got two truths. She's got two facts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, so we're going one fact, two one non-facts. Fact. One fact, two non-facts. Okay. Um, all right, I think I've got to figure out which facts I know that I'm going to lie about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, giraffes have the same number of bones in their neck as people, but sloths have more. Um, only male mosquitoes bite, mm-hmm. and hot water. Sounds different to cold water. Okay. See, all of them sound half true. <laughs> like they sound like facts that are half no. <laughs> so, I know this. Either only male or only female mosquitoes that bite you. Or, 
I know that it's only one that makes that annoying sound. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that it's only the ones you can hear that bite you. Or only the ones that you can't hear that bite you. Or only the ones you can't hear that bite you. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I know something about mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think giraffes have the same number of neck bones. They have the number of necks, the same number of bones. Yeah. Yeah. Do I believe that sloths have more? What would they need them for? Sorry? What would they need them for? They just sit there and drag themselves along creepily. Yeah, but it's not natural for them to drag themselves along creepily. They're normally hanging upside down. Mm. So would they maybe need a bit more flexibility for their upside downness? Mm. What's the last one? Could they possibly? Sorry? What's the last one? Um, what do you say? Necks. Mosquitoes. Water. That sounds like it should be true. Right, I'm going to say it's only female mosquitoes that bite. So I'm ruling that one out. Is that your answer? I'm ruling that one out. You're ruling that out? Yeah. Okay. Um. (laughs) See the hard cold water one? I think it might make me sound thick about physics. Seems like it should be true. Okay. I'm going to say it's true. Sloths don't have more neck bones. Sloths don't have more neck bones. Okay. Alright, well actually, that was my mistake. I worded my question incorrectly. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's not what I meant to say, but from what I asked you, you're correct. Okay. <laughs> it is the water thing. <laughs> but also, so is the sloth thing. <laughs> oh, they do have more bones. Sloths have more bones. Apparently, um, giraffes have seven, like most mm. mammals, and sloth has ten. Mm. What do they need all their bones for? Well, I'm speculating, but I'm, I'm guessing it's to do with hanging upside down most of the time. But I don't know why the number of bones makes no difference, really. I don't understand enough about bones. No. Me either. It's just a <laughs> fact I read. <laughs> um, yeah, I worded the question wrong because I just said sounds different. They do sound different, but with the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, cold water has a, a, pours at a higher pitch mm. than the hot water. Again, as you say, physics, the hot water, the molecules are moving more quickly, so the water is more fluid. Yeah. And so it's a lower resonance. Mm. So you were right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you were right to discount the male mosquitoes. It is only the female mosquitoes that bite. And I think it's only the females that make that stupid sound. No, it's females that are getting ready to... Give birth. It's for they, they only want. They don't feed on the blood. It's for egg development. Mm. So it's not. And it's not all mosquitoes. 
but it's only mosquitoes. Uh, sorry, only females. Mm. Well, Anu Anu something, sort of, maybe. So, yeah, you, you, you discounted the right one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were wrong about the sloth, but you were right about the water, but that's my fault because I worded it wrong. Mm. <laughs> so give yourself a brownie point. <laughs> yeah, just uh, creepy sloths. Creepy sloths, they are. When they're so, on the. Yeah, uh, when they're on the floor and they're crawling along, they are creepy. They're they, horrible claws. <laughs> they look like some sort of alien. Surely there must be like horror film creatures based on them because they're so weird looking. Their movement is so creepy. I'm sure they are. <laughs> I'm sure they are based on. <laughs> must be. I'm pretty sure I've played, you know, sort of horror genre games where you've got creatures that move similarly. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know how they've become like the latest cutesy animal. Maybe not the latest. A cutesy animal. No, thank you. Yeah, but again, they 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 look friendly and whatnot when they're hanging in a tree. Do they? Their faces are creepy. They just look creepy on the floor. They look really creepy. Have you ever seen a bald one? No. Seen a bald sloth? That's really creepy. Don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And <laughs> thanks for listening. As usual, we are on Twitter at TAIK Podcast, on Instagram at That's All I Know Podcast. And if you enjoyed listening, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you didn't enjoy listening, you're not allowed. I'll see you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.